Great. And welcome to a special episode of Real Estate Fight Club. This is a series called What Would You Do? Where we talk about professional standards and ethics committee cases and violations. And here with me today is Jim Camarada from Keller Williams. Hey, Jim. Hey, good morning, Jen. How are you? Good. I'm excited for today's topic. Well, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been talking about ethics and this is a little bit of ethics, but it's also a lot of bit, uh, law. Okay. So here's the scenario. Uh, in my office about a week or so ago, an agent, because I'm the broker, yeah. uh, Jim, can I do this? Sorry. We, yeah. that's. Ah. <laughs> Jim, can I do this? I said, well, lay it out for me. Uh, he's listing a house in uh, a section of town that has a very strong, very strong faith. And the seller was instructing him where to place all of his marketing efforts and to put into multiple lists and, and you know, all these other things that were all the faith-based potential buyer pool for that particular house. Uh-oh. He says, can I do that? I think you already know my answer. <laughs> I mean, uh, I understand, right? Because it's like we have a... Um, we have a neighborhood here that it's like a very strong Jewish community because they can walk to like the synagogues. And so like most people that live in that area, because the walkability is required, most people are of are, are Orthodox Jewish in that neighborhood. So like, while that is like potentially the buyer, I, you, I mean, it seems like a violation of fair housing to be like, only Orthodox Jews can buy this place. It is. It's reverse discrimination. It is reverse the actual discrimination. discrimination. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, normally you think whites are discriminating against minorities and other non-whites. And when when it's reversed, it's reverse discrimination. Discrimination is discrimination. Yeah. It's against the law. Yeah. So then oh no, it gets better. <laughs> now, so, wait, I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. Okay, yeah. so while we can't be like, you know, Orthodox Jewish buyers only, can you... So like when I'm marketing a property, okay, I always like to think of like, where do these, where do the people that are buying this property, where do they currently live? Because most people, depending on the price point and really anywhere they live, they already live, at least in our area, like around where they're buying. Right. So like, if it's like a first time home buyer, for example, then I'll look for the apartment buildings that seem like, well, the buyer is probably renting currently, and then I'll market like actively to that. That's not discrimination though. No, those are feeder neighborhoods. Yeah. So like there could be a feeder neighborhood or like feeders into, but they're, they're really mainly, it's like, okay, well, in this example, if it's a Jewish neighborhood, it's, you know, not really, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like predominantly it's the likely buyer um, because of the proximity to the synagogue. And that's where the most of the neighbors are. I imagine there are feeder outlets where you could post, like they could post it at their synagogue or they could do something like that. And that's not discrimination. 
Yeah, you, you, you've, you've always got to come back to what are the protected classes? Yeah. And renters are not protected classes. Okay, right. <laughs> Full-time homebuyers in a townhouse are not a protected class. Okay. So you have to take that into consideration, plus the whole fair housing uh, arena. So is it against fair housing to like put the flyer up like at the synagogue that's closest to? Yeah, as long as you're spreading it around all around uh, to the other churches and synagogues. And but what if there's nothing, you know, there's nothing else in that area? Again, you can do that. It's Just be slow, very huh? aware that you are not discriminating. But the disclaimer is listen to Jim. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't listen yeah. to what I say. Okay. Yeah. So then it, it, it gets better because then he came back to me and he said, all right, the, the seller now wants me to use an agent who lives in the neighborhood of that same faith to hold an open house. I mean, that's okay. Any agent can hold it. It's not a problem. And a different brokerage. So? Not Keller Williams. Well, in our state, that's against the law. It's against the law? Why? Because you're representing, you're, you're with a different brokerage and you're not operating uh, under your brokerage umbrella. It's a liability issue. Your listing. Keller Williams or the brokerage or whatever. Yeah. And, both. and it could be very confusing and misleading. Yeah. Fact is, it's against Minnesota state law. See, dude, if you're listening to this, what you should have done was just do it and then ask Jim about it later. <laughs> but then I got to get the bail bondsman and, you know. <laughs> okay. This is, look, when I'm the czar of real estate, I think I understand that you have like a somewhat of a liability issue. Like I kind of get that, but I think it's dumb because we all are supposed to be cooperating. And that seems like that is an, an a, any agent that is holding an open house, even if they're from a different brokerage, it seems like that should be part of cooperation. Check with your state statutes. That's all I can I'm just say. Saying, like, as philosophy. Nationwide, check with your state statutes. So I happen so, to know ahead yeah. of time that it was against the state statute. I got in trouble, of course, as you know, for, cause I listed a property, but it was like a commercial building and I needed like commercial help. And the commercial guy that I knew is from a different brokerage. And so he, I think owns his brokerage. So he didn't have an issue with it, but then our broker did and was like, you can't co-list that. It's confusing at who the liability is with. Yeah, in our marketplace, you can do that. You need the written permission of both brokers. So, because but if you don't have the philosophy, it feels ridiculous. But is it fair? Is it a fair housing violation if they're like, "Hey, this is a neighborhood realtor," regardless of her, of the agent's faith? It is still a neighborhood realtor, and we want them to hold an open house. If the state allows it, that doesn't feel like a fair housing violation then it wouldn't necessarily be. But in this case, the state law trumps anything else. But not because it's fair housing. No, that's not a fair housing violation. Now, fair housing is when you um, you charge a different commission rate or you get together with another brokerage. Have you ever been in a meeting when somebody starts to talk about real estate commissions? And if the facilitator or my 
moderator of that group is on the ball, he or she's going to have to say, hold it, stop it. We cannot discuss anything regarding commission rates that could be construed as price fixing. And but you can, yeah. if it's like a meeting with just your company and you're discussing company policy, you can. If you're within your own brokerage, yes. But as soon as you and an, uh, another agent from another brokerage start talking about, like well, you know, I'm, I'm going to discount my fee if you discount your fee. And that's price fixing. Yeah. You know? you that's a different topic, Jim, for a different yeah. day. Fair so is today. Or I, I heard of a case not too long ago where two agents from two neighboring towns agreed, if I get a listing in your neighborhood, in your town, I'll give it to you. And if you get something in mind, uh, you give it to me. No, that's also against fair housing. So, you know, you think Why? because it is against the fair housing law, you cannot agree to divide up territories among brokerages. That, that's in the fair housing law. Not among brokerages, but it's like, okay, so there's certain parts of town that like we don't really work. And it would be like a disservice to our client because we don't work there. And I have referral partners. Some of them are inside that's the different. brokerage, some are not, that work those parts of town. That's different. That is different. different. I mean, yeah, there, there are parts of the metro that uh, one was about a, uh, an hour and a half away. And I just said, no, that that that's outside of my area of expertise. I'm not driving that far. And I did refer it to somebody else who who covered that area. And I got different a referral between fee. Like what you said and that I must have missed something. Which one? The, the original one? Said about that it is a fair housing violation, I if they say. Yeah, I won't. I won't enter into your territory if you don't enter into my territory oh they were saying like this is oh well that's your territory way to put it if you're like hey we're referral partners and i'm your referral partner for this area and you're mine for this area yeah it just makes more sense because i know the area it'll save you an hour and a half drive or whatever the heck it is yeah referral partners are, are one thing but if you say this is my territory that's your territory don't that's cross dumb. the line you can't do that that's against fair housing. Yeah. yeah. That's going to get you into trouble. Yeah. I was looking up what some of the violations are uh, and the fines. Should we take so, a break first? Oh, yeah. Let's I take a break. Got your commercial break. <laughs> commercial break. Exactly. And I want to tell you about um, two of our partners. The first one is Vulcan 7, which you know is my dialer. They also offer, if you're not into cold calling, like expires and um, for sale by owners, you can do neighborhood prospecting, which in this case, you're allowed to do. It's not a violation of fair housing. You can contact all the neighbors and say, hey, your neighbor's putting their house up for sale. Who do you know that wants to move in here? That's not a violation, is it, Jim? No. no. All right. And they have a 30 day money back guarantee challenge going on right now. That's really cool. You can find more details at Vulcan7.com slash Jennifer Mertland. And the other one I want to tell you about is um, my coach, Coach John Kitchens. He is offering a free 30 minute business assessment to help you grow your business. If that's what you're looking to do, make a few tweaks and it will grow and have your accountability and it will grow. You can go to callcoachkitchens.com, enter in Fight Club to get that for free. All right. Tell us what, when you get in trouble, what are your fines? Because that's what we really want to know. Oh, man. Civil fines up to a million dollars. Dang! Individuals. 
$100 million for companies or the supervision of the violator's business for up to 10 years. Wow. It's serious. So, you know, if, if you were or with other real estate agents or brokerages, you can't be talking about, you know, protecting territories. You can't be talking about price fixing. Well, you know, we charge this. What do you charge? Yeah. You can't do that. That'll get you into trouble. So my job is to keep everybody out of realtor jail. <laughs> exactly. Even though there is no realtor jail. Yeah. So fair housing protected classes currently are. What do you mean? Like the fair housing protects, like there's um, religion based on religion, sexual oh, orientation. Yeah. Your sexual orientation, your race, your religion, your national origin. Uh, shoot. I, I didn't have that list in front of me Sorry. <laughs> uh, familial status you know i only want to market to families right you can't discriminate if they don't have a family you can't discriminate if they do have a family well that's kind of what i was thinking when you were talking it's like okay so there's certain neighborhoods that are maybe like the, the based on the housing and based on the neighborhood they're more prone to like empty nesters but you or maybe they're more prone to like most of the people in that neighborhood have like small kids. You can't just be like, Hey, are you an empty nester? Are you, unless it's like a designated, like 55 and older community and there's rules. Right. Um, but like, you can't be like, Hey, do you have, are you a type of person that wants like 2.5 kids come to this neighborhood? Everybody has it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Cause I know people that I know people that like live that they don't have kids and they live in neighborhoods where, People do have kids and that's just where they want to live. It's okay. Yeah. We're empty nesters and there's a neighborhood that, you know, empty nesters, kids, it's turning over and that's, that's normal. That, yeah. that is very normal. The I think too, like in, in reality, we all fit in a lot of different, like, it's very hard to be like, well, Jim, you can only identify as an empty nester and you should live with all the people that are like empty nesters like that's ludicrous right crazy (laughs) well right because we are all not singular human beings like we have all these facets of like you know i don't know i just think it's ridiculous to be like oh so you're this religion like you should live or you're this ethnicity you should live like i mean people spread out they live where they feel comfortable they live where they like they live based on their lifestyle and it usually well in the orthodox jewish community it does there is like a logistics requirement right but for the most part there is not like that requirement right and so when you're advertising you know are you close to schools are you close to religious worship, faith worship buildings. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't specify, you know, which, which one is which. Right. So you're within walking distance of restaurants, schools, uh, places of worship, you know, it's yeah. keeping it real generic. So you're not discriminating against any national background, any religious. Uh, What's well, ridiculous. It's like, oh, you can't live here because like you can't live downtown in a high rise because you have kids and most people in the building don't have kids. No, that's not right. Yeah. I mean, if you want to live downtown and it's, live downtown. Uh, bedrooms and you got three kids, 
That's you know, a, somebody's going to be sharing. Well, but there are requirements, and I think by I don't know if this is a state thing or a federal thing. There are requirements of number per people per bedroom. So, like in our state, it's two people per bedroom. So, like if you have a two bedroom place, you can't have five total people, regardless yeah, always, of age. It's always best to check with your local municipality. You know, is this a legal bedroom that's downstairs in the lower level? Right. Uh, what, what constitutes a legal bedroom in this community may be different from that community. Uh, For some, it's you have to have a closet. For some, you have to have an egress window. Yeah. So check with your local municipalities. Check with yeah. your state laws. Ask yeah. a broker. Yes. Ask a broker. Yeah. Stay out of jail. Or just get in trouble and see what happens, you know? Ooh, it's a choice. <laughs> it's always easier to ask for forgiveness than permission, Jim. Come on. In some of these cases. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely $100 million sounds like a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for that what? is a lot of money. For what? And we've talked about the uh, uh, ethics penalties in some cases. You know, the max in our state is $15,000. Okay. It's still a chunk of change. That's a lot. I do like, let's talk about, so let's say you have a, um, a client, a buyer or a seller that expresses like the need to be in a, either like, let's say a buyer expresses the need to like be around say people of their same race. Okay. And there's like, I don't know. I mean, how would you handle that? Like, what would you say to them? I can't. I can't. If you want to check out the ethnicity of a neighborhood, get in your car and drive it. Yeah. Ask your friends. Yeah. You have to tell me where you want to live and I will help you find a place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Somebody that I'm working with right now has to be within a walking. Or like a sexual orientation or whatever within a what? A bus line. Okay. Because he, he can't drive. And he needs a bus bus transportation uh, to but downtown. Transportation isn't a protected class. It is not. It is not. But he told me where he needs to be. And the same thing. If, if a buyer client says, well, I want to live. Right. Fine. I'll find you a place uh, there. Right. But don't ask me to uh, redline. Don't ask me to steer. Right. Because of any of the protected classes. Not going to do it. Yeah. And then I think if you have a seller that's like, I only want to sell to a family or I only want to sell to, you know, people that are older than 55 and it's not a 55 and older community or whatever. Right. You or whatever. I only want to sell to this religion, this race, whatever. It's I mean, I'm when people say that you have to decide for yourself, like, is this somebody that I want to work with? Because that is not a workable request. I had that just the other day, Jim, we don't want to sell to a developer. We don't want to sell to, you know, developers anybody. aren't protected class though. That's based. No, but they're saying we want to sell this to a family. This is, this is who we want to sell this house to. And I said, everybody's money is green. But if he said, if that person said, I don't want to sell to a developer, you could honor that request. That's uh, it. Yeah, that's not a protected class. Not a protected but, class. So like I, if an offer came in from a developer, they could reject it. They could reject it. But I'm going to market it to everybody. Yes, and see what and happens. And all offers. And then it's their decision as to whether they want to accept it or not, terms and conditions, uh, as long as they're not discriminating. 
Yeah. Well, right. And that brings to an interesting point. Like, should then the names be off of the contract? That's another good question. We should probably have that discussion some other time. (laughs) Let's do it. That is a good one. I like it. All right, Jim. Fair housing is a deep topic. I imagine it's going to come up again. If people, probably, if people have a referral for you in Minnesota, they want to talk to you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? 612-562-7461. 612-562-7461 or jimcamarada at kw.com. Easy peasy. Thanks, Jim. Easy. All right. Thanks, Jen. Bye.